The Braves make it clear what they can do in D.C. It's tough navigating for teams, the top of that lineup. I mean, that's that's some rugged guys right there. Except for Sunday. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Braves Report, presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black. Our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano, is in Washington, D.C. And uh, Justin... At least this week, the Braves will not have to wait until September, like they did last year, to spend one day in first place. Yes, uh, they looked good, Jay. I mean, they took care of business here except for Sunday, but if you win two out of three most times, you're going to be in a really good spot. All right, coming up, we will dig into what was a successful opening weekend, and we'll also look at the start of Jared Schuster and what went right and what went wrong in his Major League debut. Plus, we'll look at Spencer Strider, and is he ready to step up with Max Freed out And are we going to see a brand new Matt Olson this year? We also got your questions in our Ask Justin segment. This is your first time listening to the show. Welcome aboard, and please make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. And you've got less than a week now to gear up for Easter, so plan with Kroger. Kroger has you covered for your Easter dinner with family with easy Easter bundles from Home Chef. Mix and match meals including ham, quiche, or turkey, plus sides starting at 40 bucks. Please see a deli associate for additional details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Justin, let's start with what we saw from Jared Schuster's Major League debut on Sunday. It was an ugly four-run first inning to get his big league career going, but the rookie rights the ship after that. So what happened? First, manager Brian Snicker is pleased. After the first inning, I mean, it was great that he went into the fifth because, you know, he's probably a hitter away or from getting taken out in the first and then to not blow the bullpen up and kind of ride himself and do that. I was very, you know, I told him when he came out, I said, you can breed now. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was good. That was good to see how he, you know, he came in and competed. And, you know, I'm sure it wasn't how he had it drawn up when he made his debut. But to his credit, you know, he got us into the fifth, which was really big in the scheme of things. And here's some of the questions Justin asked Jared. Just didn't throw some quality pitches there, so got a couple hits and, a little wild around the zone, so a couple walks there. But after that, settled so, so in. How much, if at all, were nerves a factor in that first inning, just first time getting out there? Um, yeah, they're they're definitely there, but um, overall felt felt good out there. So um, just got to make some better pitches. But can you take a positive from that, experiencing that first inning and, and showing yourself that you did bounce back? Yeah, for sure, definitely positive way to go out, and um, so I can uh, move on to the next pitch and. Leave, leave whatever happens uh, behind me. I know you didn't know what to expect when you took the mound for the first time today. What was that experience like versus what you thought it might be like? Yeah, it was, it was super cool. Uh, obviously, first time stepping out there, but um, yeah, just, just a dream to be out there, so super grateful. All in all, how do you grade Jared on his first time out? Probably a C plus. I mean, yeah, he gave up four runs, but if he would have given up Four runs scattered over the four and a third innings. I think we're probably talking about it in a different way, or fans are probably talking about it in a different way, I should say. Look, if you told me that the Braves were going to be down 4-0 and had eight innings to get it back in D.C. against this Nationals pitching staff, 
I probably wouldn't think it would be that far out of the realm of possibility. Uh, look, it wouldn't have mattered even if he gave up two runs because the Braves' offense did not show up today. Um, Mackenzie Gore was effectively wild, as Brian Snicker put it. We'll get to that. But I just thought it was okay. Um, it started really, really bad. It was kind of a <laughs> welcome to the big leagues type of moment. But on the other hand, Jared Schuster righted the ship. He looked a lot better down the stretch of that outing. It's something to build on. Um, he didn't fold. He didn't give in. He kept competing. He was in the zone, you know, uh, for most of the time after after that first inning. I thought it was okay. It could have been worse um, for sure. And, and I think that's what you take from it is, hey, he, he at least gave them a chance by keeping the Nationals at four runs. He gave them a chance the rest of the way, um, as did the bullpen. They just couldn't do anything with it. But obviously, like, it's not the way he drew it up. He wanted that first inning to go better. Um, but this is something he can take to the future and, and learn from. And as I asked him in that question, show himself the results of, of bouncing back and give himself that justification. And that's two of the things we kind of heard a lot this spring that we saw after that first inning was uh, his poise to get out of that and the strikes that he will throw. Yeah. And, for the, I mean, there were five walks, right, which are uncharacteristic for Jared. Uh, really, really uncharacteristic. Um, he's never really missing like that. Uh, he was missing bad in that first inning. you know. And so he was really struggling. But, yeah, he writes the ship a little bit, steadies himself, I'm not, you know, he's, Jared's very shy and he's not, probably not going to come out and say it, but I do think, you know, maybe the game sped up on him a little bit or, you know, he mentioned a little bit of the nerves. It's, it's easy to have that happen. And the Nationals were a team that, you know, came out hot, didn't want to get swept. All of that plays a factor. Um, I'm not reading too much into that first inning. Jared Schuster is, is going to be a good big league pitcher, I believe. Um, he's shown us the ability to throw strikes. You know, the ability to stay composed, the mound presence. You don't know what's going on, whether he's given up 10 runs or zero runs. Those are all great traits, great qualities to have in a starting pitcher. Um, he's got great makeup. This was one outing. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he showed us those qualities, you know, that he did all spring. This isn't a spring training game. Uh, when the lights come on, it's different. As Spencer Strider said after Saturday night's game, uh, when you're in a big league stadium, the real stuff comes out. Um, but, you know, chalk it up to nerves, chalk it up to, you know, missing and just kind of not executing, and, and he looked good, uh, you know, the rest of his outing. Games one and two, though, still a pretty powerful statement. Sometimes I get a little nervous before the game, and then I look at our lineup, and then I feel a lot better. Um, so that's not to, you know, no offense to anybody else, but, you know, we've got a lineup I don't want to face. That's Spencer Strider, and, you know, probably the only person in that lineup who's leaving Washington upset with their performance or not having much to hold on to is Sean Murphy who doesn't have a hit yet. Everybody else had some moments. Yeah, yeah. It's been a rough go of it uh, for Sean the first few games. Early in the season, new team, uh, new league. We talked about that with Matt Olson, remember? And Matt Olson eventually figured it out. New league, new pitchers, guys he hasn't seen before. He's going to get there. He's going to hit. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty deep lineup, right? I <laughs> mean, when you have... Geez, I Brian Snicker said it best opening day. I think you put that on our podcast. Really, <laughs> a lot of difficult decisions, um, but not a lot of wrong decisions you can make. I mean, he, geez, that top three, Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, 
is that about as good as it gets in baseball? I mean, I think we're only thinking of two other teams maybe that would have that. Yeah, it's it's just one basher after another, and one of those is the guy hitting second, Matt Olson, who has not cooled off at all since spring training ended with two bombs on Saturday. Yeah, try to try to keep it going. Um, obviously, had some results during spring, so you want to you know, continue to see those results. I've, I felt good, and uh, yeah, just trying to keep it going. Sample size, sample size, sample size. I get it. Is this for real? I think so, man. I mean. He hasn't cooled off since the middle of February. Um, and as one astute Twitter follower said this um, this weekend, hasn't cooled off since probably September after yeah. Brian Snicker gave him that day off. Uh, and he was good to go for the rest of it and was one of the lone guys who performed uh, in you know against Philly in the NLDS. This looks real. Um, the swing is there. The approach is there. They're kind of matching up really, really well right now. He feels good. You can tell he feels good. He's been hot. Uh, those are kind of the the humility he showed when we asked him, when I asked him in mid-March and we played it on this podcast about his spring training to that point. Well, a couple balls blown out here and there. We've talked about it in this podcast. Eh, he might have been a little modest because he looked really good. The thing we're not mentioning, though, and you won't see it in this stat sheet, Two home runs. Could have been three. Maybe yeah. should have been three on a day when the wind wasn't blowing in, creating that wind tunnel uh, on opening day. He he almost got out there um, on Thursday. He was close from being three home runs and five or six RBIs. Now, as good as Matt Olson looked, I, I would make a strong argument that the uh, best performance this weekend was from Spencer Strider. Really good. Man, really good. I thought he was really sharp, and, um, yeah, stuff was – you know, through some really good breaking balls. I thought his fastball down was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, through some good changeup. I mean, it was just a really, really nice outing for him. Uh, so far, your pick to win Cy Young wasn't wrong. Looking good, baby. Looking good. Just give me Strider against the Nats about 15 <laughs> more times this year, <laughs> yes. and I think I think we should be looking good for that Cy Young pick to hit. Uh, but no, I. He comes out. <laughs> the funny thing about Spencer Strider is he comes out. He's dotting them with 99. He strikes out five of the first six guys he sees. And you're not really surprised because he's Spencer Strider, and that's what he does. And that's not me blowing him up too much. It's just this is who he's been. Uh, It says a lot about him that it doesn't surprise you that he comes out and strikes out five of the first six guys. He eventually battled, you know, a couple command issues, execution issues, um, and walked a few guys. But he ends with nine strikeouts. Pretty decent regular season debut, I'd say. Uh, and the he gives up three hits, right? So let's go through those. One of those is off the glove of Michael Harris, um, who usually makes that play. And the other two were very soft singles that were under 70 miles an hour, I think. Exit velocity on StatCast, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> so the Nationals, to put it simply, didn't get anything off of him. And we we got a little peek behind the curtain. I thought this was kind of fascinating. You know, you mentioned that he he was had a little bit of command issues there midway through about the thought process of a pitcher and how he makes adjustments in the middle of a game. Sort of fell in a, in a lull where I was just kind of throwing arm side, a couple of those walks. Um, you know, had opportunities to execute sliders, execute fastballs, and just kind of didn't didn't do it. So um, sometimes I I like to get a righty in the lineup just so I, or in there so I can uh, kind of take one of my glove side. Um, and feel that full extension and you know lefty after lefty sometimes if i don't if i don't 
sort of snap out of it, I'll just end up throwing all the balls in the my arm side and never get back online. So um, Trav came out, did the meeting, and we both said the same thing. And uh, then we were fine from there. And, and, and more than fine in that last inning, that sixth inning, which which may have been the best one I've seen him throw because he strikes out the side with his slider, the express, and the changeup. And that slider and that changeup to get those final outs were, I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's going to be – Spencer Strider is one of those rare guys that because of his stuff can really rely on two pitches. Now, if he starts landing the changeup – he's going to be even more unbeatable. Um, and I asked him, you know, yesterday after the game, if it was a little bit planned to work in that change up, you know, later on, if that was something they'd focused on or if it was, uh, and he said, you know, you don't go in to the game focusing on, Hey, we're going to try to work this in or make this a part of the mix. It was just a reaction, you know, from how the hitters were reacting to his pitches. Uh, and he worked that in, but the fact that the guy needs it, a fastball and a slider to get through five innings of a, you know, four or five in- innings of a big league lineup is incredible. Uh, and say what you want about the Nationals, but his stuff is unreal. I mean, he's got to have top five stuff in Major League Baseball. I mean, just in terms of how nasty it is and how unhittable he can be. Yeah, like you said, the slider was working. Um, and really interesting to hear Spencer, who is one of the smartest guys you ever talked to, um, talk about that low, right? Like, you never hear pitchers talk about the mentality on the mound as much like you can hear about ex- they'll talk about execution but to hear him say hey you know <laughs> i like to get a righty in there a little bit and the nationals had stacked the lefties against him um that i found that really really interesting and i feel like every time you talk to spencer strider um, like i talked to him about jared schuster's changeup today every time you talk to spencer strider he's just insightful really enlightening um and you 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 come away a smarter observer of baseball and our uh, AJC columnist Michael Cunningham uh, pointed out in his column, which you can read uh, in the show notes, that with with Max freed out, it's up to Spencer to step up and be the ace. And so far, so good. Yeah, the Braves really have two of those aces, uh, two horses. Now, we have to be quick to kind of qualify that with that Strider hasn't had a full season in the rotation. But I mean, I'm I'm pretty sold. I mean, are you you pretty sold? It's kind of uh, how I, they look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to see any more. I mean, I saw enough from him last year. We'll see if he, you know, keeps it going and, and get, God gets even better, um, you know, if that's possible. But the Braves have two bona fide aces uh, in that lineup and two guys I think that probably are the in the top 10 in, in baseball, probably. I'm trying to think of, of who I would put up there. But, yeah, top 10, certainly top 15. Um and without Max Freed, that gives them a lot more protection to have a guy like Strider who, when he goes out, I mean, what's this guy's worst outing? You can only pick out two of them. He had one against the last Philly one last in, in, yeah, the, yeah, in the playoffs. Like, yeah, when he had had an oblique for, yep. you know, a, a couple a month or so. I, I mean, he's incredible. I think this just lengthens the rotation. Um, but the Max Freed part of it is concerning. Uh, I mean, the outlook on this now he's back in Atlanta now, went back to Atlanta to, to treat the hamstring. But the outlook on this is if you're the Braves, you hope Kyle Wright comes back on the 11th and pitches. Well, you hope Charlie Morton returns to form and has a bounce back year. You need Jared Schuster or Dylan Dodd to have a good year. 
like we've said before, there are some questions in this Braves rotation, but I think the team is so good as a whole that I don't see those questions, you know, even if things don't work out like the Braves want, I don't see them sinking the team. I, I think they're in a really good spot, and that's because, first and foremost, of those two aces, not a lot of teams can say that. Half of the questions uh, that were proposed in the Ask Justin segment are about who will take Max Fried's place. So do you have an inkling yet on who that will be? Yeah, I mean, I guess, and let me preface by saying the Braves are probably thinking about this in like 10 different dimensions, but to me it seems simple. Bryce Elder is online to make that start, um, to start Wednesday again. Gwinnett, the last I saw, had him projected to start next Thursday. Gwinnett's got a TBA for Wednesday, which would make sense because I think Kyle Wright's going to slot in on Wednesday there at AAA Gwinnett in Norfolk. I think Bryce Elder takes Max Fried's spot. Um, and as you guys know, in terms of the other competitors' options, Ian Anderson stayed online. He pitched Sunday. Um, it did not go well. In two-thirds of an inning, uh, he didn't make it out of the first. In two-thirds of an inning, he gave up four earned runs, six runs total on three home runs. He walked two, struck out one, gave up four hits over nine batters faced. Uh the old uh, 54.00 ERA. That's uh, that is that's not the type of start, you know, the start to the season that he wanted. Um, but my short answer is Bryce Elder because he's online right now. You know, he pitched pretty well um, in his regular season debut for Gwinnett. Uh, and I think it just makes too much sense to bring him up. And the way you could do that um, is because Max Fried is injured, Bryce Elder would not have to spend the minimum 15 days when a player is optioned, a minimum 15 days in the minors. Uh, that clock would not matter because he would be replacing the injured player in Max Fried. Um, by the time you listen to this, they might have already optioned Max, but they don't really have to do it until, you know, until it they need to make the move. They would have to do it Monday to backdate it to Friday. You can only backdate it a maximum of three days, but if they just think Max is going to need more time, they could do it, you know, even Tuesday. They don't really need a fifth starter like that until Wednesday, so they can just make they can afford to make the move whenever they want to make it. All right, we're not done with Triple A just yet. Coming up, how the Braves' young shortstops feel about starting the season in Gwinnett and what it's going to take for one of them to supplant Orlando Arcia. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, quick reminder, if you have not done so yet and joined our community and become a subscriber to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, we have a lot that we have to offer here at this institution. And right now, you can get three months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. So give us a try for the next three months, and you'll get everything that Justin writes on AJC.com. You get our fabulous layouts in the e-paper with our award-winning photography. We've also got our newsletters, the Braves Report, which will be delivered in your inbox every day, and Bradley's Buzz as a part of our 
Sports Daily from our legendary columnist, Mark Bradley. You get all of that, plus all of our sports coverage, all of our news coverage, breaking news, investigations, food and dining. The list goes on and on for the next three months for 99 cents. So to take advantage of this deal, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. All right, well, the big club's heading to St. Louis. There's plenty to keep an eye on in AAA at Gwinnett, where Ian Anderson's struggling a little bit on his bounce back. And, of course, Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake look to make adjustments to get to the big leagues. And the AJC's Gabriel Burns was there to talk to Vaughn about how he's handled the disappointment of getting sent down. They called it a competition, and you knew what the deal was, but you're also mm-hmm. human. You see the situation. Yeah. In the back of your mind throughout the spring, did you were there points that you thought, like, this this is going to be my job, and you felt pretty confident about it? Yeah, just uh, more so for like a mindset thing, you know, just, uh, just putting myself in that position where, yeah, I felt like I was, I felt like I was the guy, and uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard for him not to be human at, at that point because he wasn't the only one who thought he'd done enough. Yeah, um, a lot of people thought he did. You know, a lot of fans. I mean, he had a great spring. I get the rational, you know, the rationale that hey, he would have had to pull the doors off of Orlando Arcia. At that point, it's a debate of whether he did that. You can look at their spring numbers, both small sample sizes. But yeah, I mean, I can see why Vaughn. You know, I don't know if he was, but I could see if he were a little bit confused. You know, I could see why um, he did pretty much everything he could. And Braden Shoemake, on the other hand, um, you know, he also said he did everything he could. You know, here's Shoemake now on how he's going to handle this competition going forward. We talked to each other during camp. We said, look. It, if it's me or if it's you, it's not going to matter because we know, um, one, I love you, and I know that I know how good of a player you are, um, but two, that you've earned it. So we, we felt like we, we did really well. Like I said, Orlando's playing awesome right now, too. So I think there's three guys that could have earned that job, and um, there was no wrong decision by them. And he's certainly gotten off to a good start with a walk-off homer in the opener. That'll do. Um, yeah, no, that'll play. And certainly, like, you, you love to hear the humility from Braden Shoemake in terms of you know, just saying, hey, Orlando's playing well. The organization's got some good guys. Me and Vaughn are both good. That's the route you want to take. And I think um, Braden also told Gabe in that interview that he felt like, you know, he just wanted to come into camp, put his nose down, you know, head down, work hard. Um, and he felt that he proved everything he could have in camp. And, I, you know, I agree with him. And that was, you know, not a cocky thing of him to say. It was more of just him saying, like, hey, I did everything I could. You know, I tried my best, and he performed well. Uh, so the performance matched it. Um, and at a certain point, you just think that, you know, if Orlando Arcia doesn't play well, that the Braves are going to have two good options uh, to bring up. But, Jay, I mean, through three games, I know it's only three games, but Orlando Arcia is playing pretty well. Orlando has done everything that uh, is expected of him right now, and that's you know how how much of a sample will this team need, uh, not just from the guys in AAA, but from Arcia before they they reevaluate the decision. Yeah, I don't think they need to reevaluate the decision until Orlando Arcia gives them a reason to. If he's you know if he's injured, that's one thing. God willing, that doesn't happen. If he is underperforming, that's another, and they'll take a look at it. I think if he underperforms through the first month and a half, I think they'll seriously take a look at it because it's a team built to win now. At the worst case, Orlando Arcia can just be your utility infielder. You signed him for that. You're not paying him a ton. Um, he's only making $2.3 million this year. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll. I think Orlando Arcia probably determines that. Like, if he keeps playing well, 
I don't think they reevaluate it unless one of the kids is just playing, you know, incredible, and they have to think about it because of that. But right now, Orlando Arcee is doing pretty much everything he asked him. I mean, there's been some good at bats and RBI, um, good defensive plays, turned a few double plays. Like he's doing everything you asked him to do. So until he gives you a reason to reevaluate it, you don't. And I think that sample size would be a month and a half, two months. Like you got to give him some some leeway to start the season. Everybody slumps, everybody struggles. They know what he can do, so I think he'd have a couple months of of runway to show what he can do. Plus, if you're the Braves, you want to see Grissom for an extended period of time at shortstop in AAA. You want to see if Braden Shoemake can continue to hit like he did in the spring at AAA. You want to see the minor league track record improve for Braden Shoemake offensively. You want to see Grissom make more plays, you know, and, and have to make a wider variety of plays at shortstop in AAA. That's what you're also waiting to see. It's kind of a double-edged evaluation. The evaluation doesn't stop in spring training, but just, you know, if Orlando Arcia starts to slump, you got to make sure one of these guys can be better. So they're evaluated too. And apparently Orlando Arcia also leads the team in uh, clairvoyance, calling the uh, back-to-back home run shot to start the game. (laughs) That's at least according to Ronald Acuna because Ronald said – I asked Ronald, hey, what was the environment in the dugout like? You guys go back-to-back, you know, probably pretty fired up I'm thinking and he goes well actually like or through Franco Garcia the interpreter he goes actually like Orlando called it BP he said we're (laughs) gonna go back to back for the first time this year um we talked to Matt Olson about that about five minutes later and uh we told Matt Olson hey you know that that Ronald said this Orlando predicted it you know we're looking at him and he start Matt Olson cracks a smile and he goes you know, in his witty way, he goes, yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> and he said, I don't know if I believe that he, he might've been making that up. So I don't know. We'll, we'll give, we'll give Orlando Arcia the points. He won the starting shortstop job. He got a contract extension. He's having a pretty good weekend. So I wouldn't be surprised if his stroke of luck continued, uh, with calling that, but, uh, man, it's, uh, it's a good vibe around this team, man, when you're good and you win, and you've got a great offense, great pitching staff. I mean, uh, what what can go wrong? Well, the vibes are going to St. Louis. Uh, a little step up in competition starting on Monday. Charlie Morton against Jake Woodford, and then uh, Dylan Dodd will make his major league debut against Stephen Matz, and then uh, TBD against Miles Michaelis on uh, Wednesday. But uh, going to get a little serious now. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, look, start of the season is always fun, but you know this. You've been in the. You see enough of these games. I. I don't want to watch the Nationals 50 times a year. I'm excited to see and the Braves. And you don't have to anymore. That's No, that's, and that's a good point. The, I'm excited to see the Braves in a classic baseball environment like St. Louis. It's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. Uh, the weather looks like it should be decent. I mean, at least the temperature. Well, who knows what the rain will do. This is going to be a good, good series. Two NL powers, two should-be contenders um, at the end of the season. They're going to be going head-to-head. The Braves have the power. Brian Snicker commended the Cardinals' power uh, today after the game, after the series finale here in Washington. You've got Austin Riley. You've got Nolan Arenado. You've got Matt Olson. You've got Paul Goldschmidt. You've got Tyler O'Neill. You've got Ronald Acuna. Um, you've got Jordan Walker. And yep. you've got you know Michael Harris. Like You've got so many great players uh, who are going to be on the same field. And... Um, I'm I'm ready for him to tee it up because I, it, it's going to be a fun series. And, uh, man, baseball is always fun, but uh, it's going to have a different vibe to it than this series in D.C. for sure. 
All right, wrapping things up here with our Ask Justin segment where we answer Braves fans' questions on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. Leading off is Wayne. Can we trade Sean Murphy for William Contreras? All right, so that's it. It's official. Braves Twitter has turned on him already. It only took three games. Yeah, but <laughs> are we only looking at three games of an offensive sample when the guy's on a new team? Conversely, Sean Murphy threw an 85-mile-per-hour dart <laughs> yes, to get did. Luis Garcia stealing uh, in the fourth inning. Jay, that 1.83 pop time, and for those who don't know, pop time is you know from the, the time that it you know, is elapsed from the time the ball hits the catcher's mitt to when it's kind of, you know, in the focus point of the receiver though over there, the infielder at second base or whatever it is. Sean Murphy's pop time to second, 1.86 seconds. That is through three days of the season, second in all of baseball. They can't make bases bigger enough to save Garcia on that one. No, no. Uh he he's he's the little guinea pig, the little poster child. You know, we're gonna see a few of these NL East poster children who become these examples for the rest of the NL East and the NL and really the league now with the balanced schedule of why you don't run on Sean Murphy. That was a weapon, man. That was that was a hose. All right, remember, uh, next. Go ahead. Do you remember when uh, you and I almost flashed back when we were watching those drills? Oh, yeah. And we, we were talking, man, that's a cannon of an arm. But And he made it look so easy in the drills in terms of how smooth it was to get up from the crouch and then fire to second base. And you thought, okay, you know, maybe in a game situation to batter, it, it won't be nearly as smooth. It looked the same exact, same exact, you know, footwork, motion, um, body control. Like it was, it was incredible. Next up from Zach, are you surprised by how much we saw Ozuna this weekend? A little bit uh, in the field, yeah, but I think they're just telling us right now. I mean, they're going to give him every opportunity to get it going. Um, and, he played left field against the left-handers, which shows you kind of what they want to do against the handedness in terms of the uh, the lineup versus lefties. I am surprised at how, you know, that he got two starts in the first three games in left field, but I'm not surprised that we saw him in general because I just think he was going to be the primary DH anyways. From Jimmy Blanton, who is most likely to fill the fifth starter role for most of the season, Schuster, Dodd, Anderson, or a new acquisition? Oh... People are downing him after today. I'm gonna say, but what if that's a loaded question? What if it's what if I could raise you? What what if it's the fourth and fifth spots, depending on who they need or what happens? No, hopefully nobody gets injured. I think it's gonna be Schuster. Fans, some fans are downing him after today. It was one inning. He's really good. I, I think he's gonna be really good. Same with same with Dodd. But I, I think it's I think it's Schuster. Next up from Matt, how much trouble is the rotation in with injuries to Freed and Wright and the potential struggles of the young guys? Yeah, I mean, they could be in a lot of trouble if we look back in about a month and nothing's really improved, if Kyle Knight Wright needs some extra time or if Kyle Wright comes back and isn't the same, isn't as good, takes a while to find his footing. Yeah, then there could be some questions there, some things that go south. But I think this team is so good that <laughs> unless these starting pitchers are given – you know, spotting other teams five runs a game, I think they're going to be able to manage, especially because that bullpen looks good, should be good. You still have Spencer Strider. Charlie Morton could bounce back. I mean, there's, yeah, the rotation could go south, but that could happen with anything. And I think the Braves' lineup so good that I'm not worried about it. Last one from Jackson Waddell. Favorite restaurant in the Atlanta area? We will waive Ooh. the no free ads rule uh, to answer this question. Oh, man. Hold on. 
Oh, uh, you know what I like is a uh, good breakfast spot. I'm not really a breakfast person, but if it's a breakfast good spot, like I, I will become a breakfast person. I'm going to go with Egg Harbor Cafe. I like Egg Harbor. I really, really like Egg Harbor Cafe. Um, yeah, I've been to the Buckhead one and the Sandy Springs one. Saw or the Buckhead one and the Alpharetta one actually. Oh, wow. um, solid one all around. The Alpharetta one's pretty new and it looks like a ski lodge inside. Uh, for those of you who want to visit at some point in time, no, I think it's Egg Harbor Cafe because I had never like I know it's a chain, but I just hadn't had one before, and I was like, man, this is uh, this is really good, and um, yeah, I, I like it. All right. Uh, wrapping things up here. Winners of the week. Ooh, my winner of the week. Man, Orlando Arcia. Yes. You have a great week of spring. <laughs> You're officially the starting shortstop in the opening day lineup and a contract extension. This guy, uh, don't take him off the luck train. I'm going to go with Michael Tonkin uh, on nice. the field, uh, getting back to the big leagues for the first time in six years. And he looked mighty impressive. Two and a third innings, no hit ball. Kind of sidearm, big guy delivery. He looked kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. That was nice. And you can see why the Braves at least like wanted to keep him around. We'll see what happens when the roster crunch happens for the freed spot. Um, or what they kind of do tinkering with it this week. But yeah, he was uh he was nice. And the other one, speaking of comebacks, is me for making it back to a Metro Atlanta softball field for the first time in eleven years. How'd it go? What'd you hit? Well, um, I started at shortstop on Team AJC, which was rather surprising since I hadn't fielded a ground ball in 11 years. Didn't make any errors, so that was good. Um, my uh, zone rating's a little bad, though, uh, but I I, hit, I caught the balls that were hit at me, made the throw, so that was good. Um, didn't do much with the stick, but uh, it was good to be back out there. Nice, nice. That's I was going to say, uh, does yeah, Team AJC have anybody coming up through the pipeline? You at shortstop? I mean, geez. Um, we, we were, we were a little deficient. Um, some, some of the roster was out of town. So, um, I was just happy to show up and not hurt myself. And then Skip said, you're starting short. I said, Oh, okay. Well, Sud- hit me a couple grounders and let's see if I don't die. And I didn't die. So that was good. Such is life. Um, what was the final score? Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're having a good time and, uh, we'll be back at it in a couple of weeks and, uh, stay tuned uh, for the Braves report for updates on uh, team AJC on the softball field. There you go. There you go. You got to love it. Um, I, we always talk about a lot of people have asked us during the Ask Justin segment about like being a beat writer, right? And we always say we're going to do one of these offseason shows. We'll actually do it this year. Uh, but a lot of things pe- people like to ask is like when I fly. Um, so I am not on the Braves plane right now. Uh, we do not. Riders don't fly with the Braves. Um, if you're a rider who wants to stay on Delta and you're you just happen to be going from dc to st louis to non-delta hubs you got a 5 30 a.m flight Ooh. uh and you're getting in after your connection at laguardia <laughs> you're get- so you go up you go up to go back don't even don't don't say it don't say it i know i know what you're thinking you get in at about 10 40 so it's gonna be a nice little trip with me and my i guess watch some stuff on my ipad read a little bit sleep i mean so i'm gonna you know i'm but I'm going to be disciplined this year. A lot of times last year I would get to bed a little late for these, but it's a new new year, new me, and uh, I, you know, I, I had a pretty good spring myself, so I'm going to stay disciplined on that sleep schedule. That boy. We will wrap it up right here now. So, Justin, go get something to eat and go to bed, and we will hear from you in St. Louis on Monday. Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're 
off and running regular season. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, for supporting us. I know Jay, our spring training stuff went really, really well. We've had a lot of great feedback and a lot of great reception. So uh, I feel like that's, you know, just an extra nudge. We're going to keep it coming. So we appreciate all the newcomers that have jumped on board. If you want to give us some feedback, we've got a survey in the show notes. You can also check out the show notes for some of the great stories that uh, Justin has written this week, including a little more about uh, Jared Schuster. And um, I'll let you set it up real quick, uh, your story about Jared Schuster. Yeah, Jared Schuster, um, you know, is playing for his mom who died of stage four, you know, from stage four breast cancer after battle with that um, in November of 2020, uh, months after he was drafted. Since then, he's, you know, really lived for her to honor her. He's got her name in his glove, uh, sometimes reads, you know, rereads texts that she used to send him before games. He's got screenshots of those, and uh, he really does it all for her. So um, this was a really, really special day for him. Full story on AJC.com. And, um, yeah, it was it was really, really um, sad, but you know, kind of heartwarming to hear about how Jared, you know, overcame this adversity and, and made it to, you know, the big leagues and um, debuted and kind of, you know, all with his mom watching down. All right. So check that out in the show notes or on AJC.com slash sports. And please rate, review, follow, share and subscribe. Uh, we got a home opener coming up this week. So uh, we'll be back soon with another edition of the Braves Report for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.